0: And welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hump day. Hump day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you know what? I didn't see one of them. Ain't a no one of them that got over the hump last night. And I mean the hump towards getting elected as president of the United States of America. And we're going to talk about that and more on tonight's Andrew K. Show. I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. Did you watch the debate? Did y'all see anybody on that stage last night? That you think has a chance to take down my man, Donald J. Trump? Was it not proof of why they are continuing in the coup attempt because of the mess that we saw on last night's? Stage eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Show. I'm also on Facebook at Andrew K. I'm broadcasting live there. And if you're watching, I would love to see your comments there and I'll read them out on the show. And if you want to do call in, do so. You know what? In, in addition to the Obviously, the the big one, the big show that is the presidential election, the general election coming up, there was a special election that happened down in Louisiana that had a lot of people paying attention to. So we reached out to Jeff Cruer from Ringside Politics down there in New Orleans to call in and talk about that and more and see, see what that's all about. Because <clears throat> I got people asking me, AK, since they know that I'm from down there and I got my peeps down there and my boots on the ground, they're wanting to know what's happening down there because there's a reason why Trump was in Louisiana uh, this uh, past, I think it was Friday night. And it wasn't just because he was there to support my LSU Tigers, baby. He was there to help uh, bring some pressure and some support to that election. So we got to talk about that. Oh, Nancy, she had to run out the Oval Office today because it just got so ugly. She was just so disrespected in the Oval Office today talking about Syria. Can we be real about Syria and what's going on there? I ain't pretending to be Patton, okay? But it's really clear to anybody who's got some common sense that maybe we shouldn't be there at all anymore. But uh, since I'm not Patton, we reached out to somebody who's an expert, a a U.S. uh, Army lieutenant colonel. He's retired, uh, who's done many things, including... 7,000 humanitarian missions, conducted 670 key leader and tribal leader insurgency operations in the Middle East. This is somebody who um, knows, uh, who's from the Middle East, actually, Iranian born and bred, came here after the Shah fell and he founded the United Assyrian Appeal nonprofit organization. And he is here to share his perspective as to why President Trump is absolutely right about his foreign policy as it relates to Syria and Turkey. So, Nancy Pelosi, you might not want to tune into this, because if you were in the Vapors doll in the Oval Office meeting today, you're not going to want to hear what this man has to say later on in the show. So, uh, last night's Democrat debate, I want to get the perspective of my right-hand man here. It's—y'all know who I'm talking about. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. A
2: very able
1: Carrot. Quite famous in his own right. I did not watch the debates.
0: Well, i tr- I I—well, I—, tr- well, I I had to do it in stages, kind of like in the South. Uh, we we have. Have you ever had to take castor oil when you were sick? No. Yeah, that's that's one of them them medicinal things that is cultural to the South. And some people like to just just mix it in with their pe- their their RC cola and like get, put it right down. And then there's those of us that kind of got. It's kind of like putting in a toe at a time into cold water in the swimming pool. You take it a little bit at a time. So I, I was like, I, I'm one of the people who had to take my dose of castor oil a little at a time. And so that's kind of what it was like for me. So I started watching the recording this morning. I got five minutes in, and I had to turn it off. Then I had to go eat me a Pop-Tart. Then I had to, like, come back and try to try to get get my energy up.
3: Are you and, angry it, eating?
0: Well, No, I, I never need to be angry. No, in fact, when I get angry, that's when I can't partake in my Pop-Tarts. Or my, my donuts and my other, my other nauseas. No, it was just, I, I, first of all, I was incredibly bored. I mean, where was Marianne Williamson when we needed her, okay? Because at least she brought the entertainment value to that. And oh, by the way, CNN, y'all got busted for your electioneering. Control the message and you control minds. Talk about election interference. Talk about hijacking the elections through trying to control minds. Y'all got busted this week. With your man, the head of your network, talking about how it was going to be nothing but a propaganda push of impeachment. And yet, what did you lead in with? Impeachment. What idiots. How, 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 what a bunch of maroons. Clearly, they were not trying to attract any Trump voters with that. Because, uh, you know, all it did was prove uh, that, uh, you know. That there was nobody on the stage that had any policy that was going to be able to attract a Trump voter. So all you had to do was try to demonize the man that America's voted for. Uh, Somebody said on the stage, oh, uh, we're not, I'm not going to, I think it was Klobuchar. We're not going to call anybody deplorables here. What do you think you're doing when you spend the first 15 minutes of of a debate trying to justify denying half of this country their votes, trying to unseat a free and fairly elected president. And oh, by the way, the, the deplorables of us, we've got a brain. We've got something going on between the ears. We're able to understand that what's going on is unconstitutional and unlawful and based on lies. For somebody to come out and say, I read all 444 pages of the Mueller report and I, I, President Trump broke the law. Not even Mueller said that, lady. Not even Mueller said that. It, it was... uh. If you are going to try to nominate somebody to justify the denial of half of this country's votes to overturn a a, a man that Tulsi Gabbard said was fairly elected in this country, you're going to do that. You better find somebody with a lot more game than what was on that stage last night because you don't have anybody up there with the game who's got who's enough a confidence man or woman. To run the kind of con that's required to justify that, it wasn't there, it wasn't there. Um, but that's what most of it was about. I, I, I will be honest, confession. I didn't watch all of it because I, but I watched about two thirds of it. And other than impeachment and them out and them out arguing over who can <clears throat> give away healthcare, or but actually, I don't even want to characterize it like that. It was. It, it, it was. A non-debate with absolutely no there there. First of all, Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg, for some reason, looked back like they were fighting back tears the entire time, and I and I have no explanation for that. I, I don't know. It's it's um, they're like they came across to me as Darcy from Ninety Day Fiance, who you know is in the middle of a fabulous date, but she's always got some reason to have tears puddling in her eyes. I mean, I don't even understand what that was about. Um, Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard reminded me, she looked like to me, like she was a sorority sister of mine running to be social chairwoman, but she's reminding you as she's talking why she's running to be social chairwoman that you're, she's not anybody you want to party with. You don't want to go to a kegger with her. Why is she running for social chairman? But she's trying to act as though you really want her to be social chairman because she's really like the mature one in the room but really she's coming across as though, you know, she you, you don't want to be on her team. You know, you don't want her planning your parties. You don't want her you don't want her planning anything, quite frankly. I mean, you know, literally every, and then there was Elizabeth Warren who actually said she actually said at one point, let me be clear, and then went on to refuse to disclose any of the details about how she's going to play for pay for her Medicare for all. It be It became clear to me at that point that every one of these Democrats on the stage. Okay, I'm about to reveal that I watch way too much reality TV, way too much Bravo. Every one of them on the Democrat stage was the political equivalent of Dirty John, which was based on a true story, by the way. Do you remember Dirty John, their Dirty John story?
4: I actually listened to the podcast. Did you? Okay,
0: so you know what that was about? It was about a good-looking dude who came onto the scene no real details about anything really about who and what he was. But it looked good. Sounded good. Right? Wooed you with all kinds of, we're going to do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the man that, that makes all your dreams come true. I'm going to bring all the romance. I'm going to bring the good feels. And then then he ends up trying to murder your daughter in a parking lot. That was Dirty John, based on a true story. And that's what it was to me with this Democrat debate. Um. The never Trumpers have were out there the entire time looking for somebody that they could support because, you know, they're not going to support President Trump. Uh, So we've got the Jennifer Rubens. We've got Meghan McCain all praising and slopping sugar over Buttigieg last night. And, you know, um, I, I would love for Buttigieg to get the nomination. I would love it because this is the dude. Remember how he had to go back to South Bend, Indiana, because there was all I don't even remember what it was. Uh, some some economic crisis or something that went on at the time as mayor, and they were like, um, dude, you might need to come back here because, you know, the town that you're mayor of has fallen apart here, yet you think you're going to run for president? That's like his own residence. And, oh, by the way, the abortion doctor, No, they they steered pretty clear away from abortion last night, and with good reason because, quite frankly, where they stand on abortion is so barbaric that it makes what Turkey wants to do to the Kurds look like some some easy play. But the one clip – so I, I'm watching almost three hours of this, and I'm thinking, is there – you know, God bless Marianne Williamson. At least she gave us some good audio, right? But there was one audio clip that I got to play for you guys from last night's debate because it, it – it, God bless Joe. Because he – at least he gave us a thought-provoking clip that had everybody going, what the huh? Listen to this.
3: What I talked about is how you get things done. And the way to get things done is take a look at the tax code right now. The idea, we have to start rewarding work, not just wealth. I would eliminate the capital gains tax. That, in, I, would, I would raise the capital gains tax to the what? highest rate of 39.5%. I would double it. Because guess what? Why in God's name should someone who's clipping coupons in the stock market make, in fact, pay a lower tax rate than someone who, in fact, is, uh, like I said, a, a school teacher and a firefighter?
0: The huh? uh, what the huh? What the huh? I'm sitting there going, wait a second. You You're to eliminate the cap, capital gains tax, then you're going to raise it because why should somebody clipping coupons have to pay a lower rate? What? You're you're trying to raise taxes on people clipping coupons? What are you, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? So then everybody didn't was like, what's he talking about clipping coupons? I guess back in like nineteen clickety clack, nineteen sixty four. That's the way, that's the way people bought bonds. In the stock market? (laughs) You know what, Joe? You set yourself apart because you're the only one on the stage that could not even possibly be compared to Dirty John, okay? Because there ain't nothing about you that's bringing the good feels. And you couldn't even—Anderson Cooper teed it up for you, man. He said, Trump falsely accused your boy Hunter. There ain't no there there with these accusations. (laughs) Joe, he couldn't even give a solid answer for that. Joe, you're done, boy. You are D-O-N-E. Go back. Go go see if you can relaunch the extreme uh, clipping, couponing show that once was on, uh, I think it was Lifetime Network. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to take it down south. We're going to take it all the way down to New Orleans with my buddy Jeff Cruer to see what happened down there with that special election and why that's an election that we need to be paying uh, some attention to in addition to the general election coming up. Stay tuned. We're K. Show on its way. you mm-hmm.
6: How much do you spend on your pest control each year? $200? $300? Or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year? Even less with promo code RADIO20. Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free. And yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to GoPestFree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. GoPestFree.com. That's Go. PestFree.com, promo code Radio20. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth.
7: And
0: I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking.
6: The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases even eyeglasses and dental care.
0: For a monthly price that some people find... Too good to be true.
6: Except it is true.
0: One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well.
6: Now that's something worth talking about.
0: Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com.
6: Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. You sure you don't want to take my
2: car? Nah, you drove last
3: time, pal. It's just that you've had this car a long time. 27 years. Now, the driver's side door doesn't open, so we're going to have to climb in the... the passenger side? The window. None of the doors actually open. uh, open. Bill, why don't you go to Toyota Carlsbad for big savings on a used car? It's my credit. Not that good. Now, if the gas pedal sticks, I'm probably going to hit the brakes. No, a hedge or a shrub. That always slows me down.
2: Eventually, you really need to get to Toyota Carlsbad. The salespeople are friendly and relaxed, but plus they can help you with financing, so you can get a, a, a car with brakes
3: that work. Absolutely. So I'll be able to stop whenever I want to. Uh-huh. What a concept! Yeah. A full stop, even at a stop sign, uh-huh. because my neighbors are running out of shrubs. I I've bet. flattened so many, pulling uh, into the driveway. It's, it's embarrassing. It's got to be Great. bad. Yeah.
4: Toyota Carlsbad.
3: Hurry in today to Toyota Carlsbad for big savings and a great selection of used Toyotas and other pre owned vehicles. Save time today and shop online at ToyotaCarlsbad.com. Toyota Carlsbad, I 5, Cannon Road, Car Country Carlsbad. AM 1170, The Answer. You're
5: listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer
7: San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. 888-344-1170. If you got anything on your mind, let me know if you're going to be tuning in to the relaunch that I'm expecting to happen of Extreme Couponing with Joe. Hey, if they can relaunch Trading Spaces, they can bring that show back because I'm thinking that Joe's going to need a new gig uh, coming up. But uh, we're going to take it down south and talk about a special election that happened down there and see why that's important. People are asking me since they know I'm from down there. They're like, hey, AK, what's going on with that governor race down in Louisiana? Well, I don't know. I got I got enough to be thinking about happening nationally and stuff happening here in San Diego. So I brought in Jeff Currer. He's uh, from uh, a host of the show. He's obviously a New Orleanian, right? He's uh, from Ringside Politics, as well as a political columnist. He was actually recently I think I saw him on might have been Tucker Carlson. I'm not sure what show it was uh, that he was on recently. So you've seen him on Fox News and more. And he joins me now. Hi, Jeff. Welcome back to the Andrea K show. Hey, Andrew,
8: good to be back with
7: you.
0: Thank you. Okay, so um, first of all, I do need to give a little update. Sad news. They have, when it came to the Hard Rock Hotel collapse, they, they're not, it's now a uh, recovery, right, right, operation. Right. They're not expecting survivors.
8: Yeah, you know, Andrea, it was amazing that uh, more people weren't killed. Uh, you know, it's it's tragic that three were killed, but we could have had dozens because there was a streetcar right nearby. You had all kind of tourists in the area, and uh, just quite a catastrophe. And and they don't know how long that whole area is going to have to be cordoned off because they've got a lot of work to do to figure out, you know, wh- how to how to go about bringing down this building now.
0: Well, it's a really sad story, and so prayers for everybody and. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, but on to some good news. Everybody's asking me because everybody's like, hey, we we might have the final Democrat governor in the deep south might be gone coming up. Tell everybody what's happening down there.
8: Well, you know, uh, for the past four years, we've had a liberal Democrat governor in a deep red, uh, very conservative state of Louisiana. He was a fluke. You know how uh, Doug Jones won in Alabama beating Roy Moore. It was sort of an unusual election. We had an unusual election four years ago with a Republican candidate who had a lot of problems, and, and John Delaware's got elected as supposedly this conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a big tax-and-spend liberal, and uh, he supported Stacey Abrams. He's okay. voted for Hillary Clinton. Yuck. He you know, a card-carrying liberal, Mm -hmm. and he's grown the budget, $7 billion, you know, with the highest sales taxes in the nation. We're the only state in the nation to lose jobs, one of only eight in the nation to lose population. And all of our neighbors, Andrea, are doing great. And and we're in this Democrat doldrums here in in Louisiana. So we had an election, and everyone was thinking that he was going to win in the first primary because he was so far ahead, and all the big-name Republicans decided not to run. And there was this businessman who just said, hey, I'm going to run, and he spent his own money. Eddie Rasponi is his name, and he wounds up getting in the runoff with uh, John Bell Edwards. The president came to Louisiana, the vice president, Don Jr. They made a last-minute blitz, and we got him below 50%. So there will be a runoff on November 16th, and there's a chance that Eddie Rasponi could win, and that's a big upset because John Bell Edwards has got the power of incumbency. He's got all this money. And uh, a lot of people were thinking he would win in the first primary. And thankfully, thanks to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't.
0: Yeah, this is this is huge. Now, at first, when I heard that uh, it wasn't upset be- because, um, you know, B- Bell Edwards really thought, you know, that they they he was going to just, you know, walk into a reelection. I wondered was this the same Republican that ran the ad uh, daring to say that he believed that, that there was only two genders, male and fem- female? Uh, But no, that's actually not the Republicans. So there were two, really, which means one got, I think, 27 percent. The other one got like 24. The reality is, is 52 percent of the voters voted Republican in this. Tell everybody why that's so important, because I want people to know that this, to me, is not just about Louisiana. If we can get uh, a Republican governor down there, what does it mean for the country?
8: Well, it's a great sign for 2020. I mean, it's a good head start on the 2020 election, because if the Democrats can peel off a, a victory here then they're going to say that's an indictment of President Trump. They're going to nationalize it. So that's why the president's going to get involved in the runoff. He knows he needs to win uh, this election. And you're right. The, the gentleman who said that there were only two genders and got a lot of grief was Ralph Abraham, the congressman, a good man. But he didn't have much money, and uh, he got 24 percent of the vote. The good thing that happened right after the uh, first primary was over a uh, Saturday night, he endorsed Eddie Responi, so we have a unified Republican party Good. if we can keep if we can keep that 52 percent 51 52 percent together you know we can beat him although John Bell Edwards is thinking wow if I can just peel off a few of these Republican votes I can win so it's uh it's going to be a battle it's going to be a very very they're, they're thinking you know tens of millions of dollars 20 million dollars or more is like a starting point the most expensive runoff in, in Louisiana election history
0: yeah, well a lot and, of people uh,
8: it's, It's going to be be big.
0: Well, I think it's big, and and it is big, and it it means a lot to—I think the the entire nation. Because you know, um, just like uh, the the phrases "so goes California," you know, what happens in the different states and what happens in the cities has—you know—has a a runoff effect to the rest of the country. And one of the reasons why everybody's looking at Louisiana right now is because there's a case coming out of Louisiana coming. that's going to be heard uh, through, from SCOTUS. In fact, they might have even heard it, and they're just yet to to give a judgment on it, which has to do with Gee expecting doctors to have uh, you know um, rights to. Practice or uh, I can't remember what the terminology is for it, but uh, be admissibility to a hospital, you know, the admitting the, privileges, admitting, admitting privileges, privileges to hospitals. Yeah, right. Why wouldn't the left mm-hmm. want this? You know, you got Cory Booker up there last night. We got We got to acknowledge that women are people and women. And, and because they're people, it's like a, a Democrat. Really? You, you're, you feel like that's groundbreaking that you're acknowledging that women are people. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you know, women have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies. They kind of <laughs> stayed away from really talking too much about abortion last night because they don't want the american people to really know how far left and how how extreme they are. Um talk
8: oh, a little They're extreme on everything, Andrea. Every single thing they're extreme on. Those are a bunch of wackos out there.
0: Yeah, what'd you what what would you think of that debate last night? Who'd you think won? Cuz to I, me, I thought clearly President Trump won that.
8: I thought it was a joke. I mean, I was disgusted by how just um, infected all of these Democrats are with Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, they are just out to get him. I mean, they couldn't say anything nice about him. They were talking about impeachment from the beginning to the end. They didn't talk about the economy. They didn't talk about China. They didn't talk about immigration. Uh, All they're really focusing on is getting rid of Donald Trump. And I think the president can point out that these Democrats have done nothing in Congress. They're all about just getting him He's trying to do the work of the American people. It's a nice contrast between his record of accomplishment and their hateful rhetoric. And, and these are not your father's Democrats. I mean, these are a bunch of lunatics. Yeah, and, and they make Barack Obama, Andrea, look conservative.
0: Yeah. And so you know, far left. well, the thing is about Barack Obama, and I'm glad you brought that up because I said in my open that there wasn't a one of them that, w- that was enough of a con man or a con woman uh, to try to con- justify this impeachment nonsense and this coup attempt, denying half the country their votes. Uh, You got to you got to be you got to be Barack Obama level con man. And to me, (laughs) to me, there's a reason why Barack Obama came out and endorsed Charlie Kirk pointed out today. uh, uh, Barack Obama, he's been silent. He comes out and endorses Justin Trudeau, the serial blackface dude out of Canada, still hasn't endorsed. Creepy, crazy Uncle Joe, and the reason is because I said from the beginning, Barack Barack is is I think he is as far to the left, if not farther to the left than Bernie Sanders. He was just a much better con man than anybody on that stage last right. night, uh, you know uh, in in terms of hiding it, and you know I, I and I also think the Democrats were really hysterical they didn 't like the fact that the final question had to do with Ellen and you know who do they have a relationship with? that you know that people would be surprised by. I think the democrats who got outraged by that didn't didn't see the strategy that CNN was putting forth there that they were that was supposed to be their opportunity to prove to Americans that they're not the far left commie marxist nut jobs <sighs> they that are. they are that they're really people <laughs> that we can all identify with. Yes. And and
8: we cannot identify with them. I mean they're they're so crazed. And and interesting about Barack Obama Maybe the reason he isn't endorsing creepy, sleepy Uncle Joe is because he knows uh, Biden has no shot, and he doesn't want to put his name behind someone who's going to lose, and he's thinking that uh, it's going to be somebody else. Probably right now, Andrea, I would say it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. She seems to be. Uh, the one with the most momentum right now. Yeah, but, but I think Biden's done. I think yeah. he's toast.
0: Oh yeah, he's complete. He's completely done. I'm thinking he's going to relaunch Extreme Couponing with Joe because he was talking last <laughs> night something about c- clipping coupons. Um, I think it's because Barack Obama. Um, it really is in the Bernie Sanders. You know, the squad came out and endorsed Bernie Sanders today, which was absolutely no surprise to me. People are thinking, what's the strategy behind this? What do you mean what's the strategy? Islam is the perfect partner with Marxism. It's all about a centralized system of power with complete control over its citizens, which is why Obama brought the Muslim Brotherhood to the White House, why he actually before that trotted him out to set him on the front you know, row of his I'm the citizen of the world speech in Cairo back when he was running for presidency. This has been the long term partnership plan for a long time now that the Republican Party mm-hmm. was too scared to admit. And it's it should be really frightening to the American people, really, about what's going on.
8: Oh, I mean, these people frighten the heck out of me. I mean, I, I think they're they're absolutely insane. Uh, and I think the squad certainly has a lot in common with uh, Bernie but I don't think Andrea is going to be enough to prop up Bernie. I mean, I think Bernie's really fading, and uh, I think a lot of the Bernie vote is going to go to, to Warren because they have so many similarities as far as their, their socialism. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Unless we have a wild card like uh, out of the blue, a Michelle Obama jumping in, or someone like uh, uh, you know Michael Bloomberg or, or something that would create a lot of excitement, but. I, I really don't see that
0: happening. Well, I saw Neil Cavuto gushing over that Tom Starr today in his tie, and then, but then, <laughs> and then we've got then we've got Megan McCain and Jennifer Rubin gushing over Buttigieg. The Never Trumpers right now are really trying to figure out what to do because they're not sure who they should support because they they just desperate to to uh, not have a uh, President Trump, which is just astounding to me because we have, and I'll have to leave it here, Jeff. Crew Air, we have a, literally a coup attempt going on. We have yes. a Nazi star chamber, secret meetings and trials going on, hiding, literally mm-hmm. hiding. This from the American people in order to try to find some way to unseat a free and fairly elected president of the United States, and instead of the Republican Party joining together to stop that, no, they joined together right. and voted with the House to condemn President Trump over Syria, and that's really frightening. And my message to Lindsey Graham, and I've got a, a former, a retired Lieutenant Colonel from the Army who did like seven hundred. Uh, special operations missions in the Middle East during the Iraq and Af- Afghanistan war to come on and talk about it. You know, what do what we sit in the Dem- Re- Republicans sitting yammering, gnaw over the the Kurds and over whether or not we're doing what we should be doing around the world? We ain't going to have a country left, Jeff, Currer, if this is allowed to continue. This coup I attempt. I completely final, agree. Final thought. Final the, thought.
9: The, the Republicans
8: need an injection of courage, and uh, they need to get behind this president. And I've been appalled by them from the very beginning. And And this is the man that needed support. And I'm looking for people that are going to back him. Rand Paul is stepping up, but but they're not many, Andrew. They're not many of them.
0: No, not enough. And they're not doing forcefully enough. They're all acting like Mitt Romney in 2012, bringing a spork from KFC to a knife fight um, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I, did you go to LSU?
8: My, my my kids went to LSU. I went to Vanderbilt, but I oh, uh, went to man, you know, high man. school in, in New Orleans. And, uh, yeah. I was going to take, no, take you out. No,
0: I was going to take you out with a clip from Coach O. And, but you, you <laughs> didn't go to LSU. I, okay, I'm going to go ahead and send you off with this.
1: Okay. We're coming. We're coming. Yeah, we're coming. And we ain't backing down. Right,
0: we ain't backing down. <laughs> That's us. That's us deplorables. Jeff Carrera, thank you for being here. I appreciate it.
8: All right, Andrea. Thank you.
0: Have a good night. All right. Now, stay tuned because we are going to talk uh, Syria, all this hysteria. Oh, but the Kurds. Oh, but the Kurds. Yeah, all but our military. What the heck are we doing over there? We're, well, we are going to have a discussion with a retired lieutenant colonel who says President Trump is absolutely right on with Syria. And this man knows what he's talking about because he spent a whole lot of time in the Middle East as boots on the ground. Stay tuned. where Andrew K. Show coming up.
5: Ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make
9: money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at A.V. Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at
7: avariasco.com. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you. Can you afford another loss in your investment portfolio, just like the one you might have taken back in 2008? Well, Hopefully, now that you're a little bit wiser and a little bit older, I'm going to bet the answer is no. Most people nearing retirement cannot take the same kind of risks that they took when they were younger. Now, if you believe this to be your case, I have some really good news for you. There's a strategy that is designed just for people like you and me. In 2008, when the stock market crashed, these clients using this strategy didn't lose one penny. And when the market goes up, you go up with it and the gains are locked in. But when the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose. It's that simple. If you like that. Idea. Call me for your free consultation. I'll show you how it works. It's eligible for your iris 401k rollers, Roth iris Great account. Call me for your free visit, 800 727. Plan 800 727 7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. 1 800 727 7526.
5: So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska, but then he goes to the doctor and he's diagnosed with cancer stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MetaShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work?
4: Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. Metashare members shared all our bills.
5: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community.
6: MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare.
5: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE.
2: You lived in the same wonderful home for years, and now it's time to finally downsize. Something smaller, more manageable. But you're anxious, even scared. Let the professionals at the Senior Home Purchase Program put you at ease. This local family-owned company will purchase your home in as-is condition, according to your timeline. They offer a complete approach tailored to your transition needs. Please join them for their free luncheon seminar, Downsizing Should Leave You Overjoyed, Not Overwhelmed. One day only, Thursday, October 17th in Oceanside. Learn where to start downsizing, learn solutions for stress-free moves, today's current real estate market values, plus a simplified way to sell your home. Call the Senior Home Purchase Program at 858-859-0107 to reserve your seat at this informative free luncheon. A lot of people dread the thought of going through the complicated sales process and don't have the time or energy to do so. Thankfully, there's the Senior Home Purchase Program, 858-859-0107, or visit westviewshpp.com. AM
3: 1170, The Answer.
5: AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
0: Well, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888 344 1170. A little bit later on the show, we've got a special event happening next week here in San Diego. If you're anywhere in Southern California, let me tell y'all, you're going to want to try to get down here, get y'all's high knees down here to show up for this event. Okay, so. Uh, Before the break, I was talking to Jeff Cruer about the hysteria over President Trump pulling troops from Syria. And I said, actually, even at the open of the show, I said, Y'all know I got a lot of opinions about the military. I am the daughter of two Marines, but that don't make me patent, okay? So um, while I've got opinions, I'm not an expert in it. So I thought tonight, since there is so much hysteria over what's happening with the foreign policy with President Trump, including Nancy Pelosi running out of the Oval Office with her hair on fire. I thought I'd bring in an actual expert on the matter. He is a U.S. Army lieutenant colonel, retired, six years of combat deployment in the Middle East, but it doesn't stop there. CEO of the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement, founder of the United Assyrian Appeal, diplomatic status in Kuwait as director of host nation affairs, trained special ops forces. You heard me. Conducts training for EOD, CIED, and SWAT. Awarded Combat Action Badge. Conducted 670 key leader and tribal leader insurgency operations. I could go on. Um, but we got to get to the topic at hand. So I am honored to have you with me, Lieutenant Colonel Sangary. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K Show.
10: It's good to be here, Andrea.
0: Okay, so... Um, uh, we're the same people, Congress, you know, Congress did not, as, as you well know, did not authorize war and authorize troops to go in, yet they're hysterical that President Trump has authorized them, accepted the advisement to remove troops from there. And nobody's got any, nobody can tell me why we need to be there, what the long-term plan is there, what the objective is, what a definition of win is, or what an exit strategy is. All we keep hearing is, but the Kurds. You, with all of your wisdom, your actual time in the field, as well as your policy analysis, tell us your thoughts on Trump's foreign policy positions here on Turkey and Syria.
10: Well, uh, President Trump uh, really had no other option. Uh, I think it's not a matter of who is the POTUS today. Whoever would be the POTUS would have made the same decision. We knew we were going to get to this juncture probably at this date, but um, we weren't sure because it was all also based on what's happening with the Israeli elections. Um, and that also offsets some of the timelines of some of the changes that are taking place. Um, but uh, on the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement, we had uh, written our article talking about how we're going to get to this point today, going back to March of 2016. Uh, this is just a reality that we had to deal with. The problem we had... That shift to the timeline ahead was the fact that recently, as of March of this year, videotape surfaced where the uh, Kurds that we were supporting in Syria were actually seeing bringing Iranian intel officers and walking through the U.S. basings we had w- uh, created for them.
7: Oh, so and, let, and let me interrupt you there.
10: We came to realize that they probably had brokered a deal already with the Assad regime, that means with the Russians. So, so it was okay. just a natural progression to leave the area.
0: So to, to make sure I understand what you were just saying, so when, when when there was supposedly leaks coming out of this meeting today that President Trump had said not all the Kurds are our friends, not all the Kurds are working with us on our behalf, um, it sounds like that was an accurate assessment.
10: Well, it's more than an accurate assessment because historically the hammer worked with us. Uh, on um, um, on March uh, of 2016, Defense Secretary Ash Carter when he was testifying with the Department of Defense for a proposed budget for 2017, at that time, he had stated that uh, there's major pieces that we have to look at that are evolving threats against us. One is Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, and he had literally looked at terrorism uh, as a evolving, five evolving strategic challenges. And when he discussed that, that's where our money has to be applied, shortly after that, uh, at that time, Mr. Murat, uh, secretary of the uh, Central Council for the Patriotic Kurdistan Union, the UK party, had met with the Russian ambassador and stated to him in Kurdish Region government area, KRG, that uh, the Kurds in Iraq and Turkey are allies of Russia. And this had been an ongoing issue that we had with them. The Kurds are also tribal in nature. They constantly fight each other. In the, ni- in the 90s, when we set up, literally became a de facto air force, between the uh, Barzani Kurds and the Jalal Talabani Kurds along the mountain of Gangil, they killed each other to, to tune of ten to 20,000. Uh, today, when uh, Turkish Air Force is conducting not just bombing raids in Syria, also in northern Iraq, and majority of the areas they're hitting are actually Assyrian Christian villages where the PKK has crossed over the border and is hiding. The individuals who are doing the spotting for the Turks to kill those Kurds or other Kurds, in this case, Barzani Kurds, who are actually trying to push the PKK out of the northern Iraq region for their own benefit. In Syria, the Free Syrian Army has Kurds within its ranks, and those Kurds, on behalf of Turkey, getting money from Qatar are the ones that are doing the initial ground operations in the northern village areas with the Turkish Special Forces against the PKK Kurds, So this is an issue that constantly existed and I think that the current POTUS made the right decision to say, we cannot just continuously keep on putting money soldiers to these efforts
0: right I think if if the plan is if the if the play is look you know after you know post-world War two we have base we have installations all throughout Europe and Japan and around to keep the peace then then you know what are we doing with 50 to 100 that's that's not going to fulfill that then we need to we need to negotiate that we're going to take over some land and we're going to set up a proper actual installation going on there because the, the 50 to 100 isn't accomplishing that and if it's really that there's some kind of battle going on and we need to be there for battle then what then what's 50 to 100. The reality is, if they cannot, if if the, the Kurds that are there are supposed to be our allies, if they can't handle the battle after all this time and everything that we've done without 50 of our people, you know, then, 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 you know, what are we supposed to do? I mean, they're not even they're not even Puerto Rico. They're not a property of the US. I mean, it's not our job and our role in life to just perpetually be there in battle to protect, you know, one part of the Kurds that are the good guys. It just doesn't make sense. And to me, Even, you know, I'm not Patton. I didn't serve in the military. To me, it just doesn't make sense. And in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And to me, this is all just politics. This is all just, you know, acting as though people care about, you know, the Kurds, the Kurds, the Kurds. And what they really care about is trying to destroy uh, President Trump. And they're willing to keep our military there just for that purpose. Uh, Final thoughts, Lieutenant Colonel.
10: Yeah, well, look, uh, when our Delta forces went in and killed Abu Sayyaf under even the previous POTUS, we realized that the main financier that was moving ISIS oil was working with the Kurds in Syria and actually moving the oil on Lebanese plated trucks south of what we call the Sinjar line for those who have operated in northern Iraq to the Kurdish region government area. The Kurds don't really have an overall plan of what they want to achieve. And uh, we wrote an article that we said that they will always take our money, but their hearts always belong to their first love, which is the Russians. So, in this capacity, Turkey moving in will inherit all the ISIS operators that is supported through that ISIS oil that it was selling on the cheap to Europe to be able to inherit them. Now, is this their issue to deal with. It's not just 10,000 fighters, it's their family members, their loved ones, their children. You're looking at 80,000 that are going to have to be accounted for and probably will move back to Turkey the same way they initially went into Syria to destabilize it for the support of these maturations.
0: Yeah, that, and that sounds also what uh, what was uh, supposedly in, mentioned by Trump in the meeting in the White House, you know, that this is re- not really our, our situation and our, really our problem to solve. We really shouldn't have been there in the first place, you know, this and, you know, we, we were there, you know, to take out ISIS. We accomplished that. The rest of all this infighting and stuff that's going on is really not you know, our battle, as well as the fact that Turkey is supposed to be a NATO alliance. And, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at doing a Ben Franklin pro con or, or, you know, a balance sheet of our time in Iraq and Afghanistan. And the longer we're there, it's starting to look more like, you know, a, a net loss, if not, you know, or net even, at least, if not a net loss. And, you know, we we should not be dedicating our military and, and the, their actual, people's sons, daughters, wives, husbands, et cetera, um, without a clear objective and what a clear win is that benefits the United States of America because we're paying for it and it's our lives and our treasure at stake. Lieutenant Colonel, I hope that you come back because, you know, you have so much wisdom and actual experience in in, uh, um, intelligence on military matters, and I would love to have you back.
10: Uh, Anytime. And, um, uh, you know, I think the POTUS is heading in the right direction. He has a long-term plan. Uh, And I think he'll come out of this uh, much more on a positive than uh, people are trying to point it to be.
0: I agree. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to tell him real quick, uh, tell everybody um, where they can go, the website for uh, your nonprofit organization and where they can read your articles.
10: Uh, They could go to the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement. Uh, We're on Twitter also and read all the articles. Go back five years ago. Everything that has happened today, we said what was going to happen, uh, and also at the same time, united of Senior Peel, We raised money to support the multi-families of the Christians who were loved ones were fighting to preserve the roots of Christianity in Iraq and Syria.
0: All right, thank you so much. I Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, now stay tuned. We got more Andrew K. Show coming up. We got to talk about Beto. We ain't forgot about Beto. No, no, no. We ain't got it. We ain't forgot about Beto because you know why we got to talk about Beto because even though. Beto boy Roberto or whatever His name really is he don't have a chance of winning I actually think That what he's talking about with guns Is really what all of the democrats Really want to happen but they're Not willing to say it so we gotta talk about that when we come back
1: Students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree.
0: Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand a costly, devastating seven year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets paid off or not. Go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, hatleylawgroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y lawgroup.com, hatleylawgroup.com.
3: You've planned a dream retirement, but that dream is about to become a nightmare. Skyrocketing tax rates will crush your retirement funds. The national debt is $112 trillion, including unfunded liabilities. So massive tax increases are on the way. Visit PowerOfZeroClass.com to learn how to avoid this nightmare. Hi, I'm David McKnight, best-selling author of The Power of Zero. I've turned my best-selling book, The Power of Zero, into a retirement workshop being held at a university near you. To shelter yourself from skyrocketing taxes in retirement and remove yourself from the IRS's radar, go to PowerOfZeroClass.com to enroll in our next class. Hedge your retirement funds against skyrocketing taxes and learn how to get your social security completely tax-free. Go to powerofzeroclass.com to enroll in our next class at a university near you. Skyrocketing tax rates will shock the American public. Don't let it destroy your dream retirement. Enroll in the next university workshop in San Diego. Go to powerofzeroclass.com. Seating is limited. powerofzeroclass.com.
0: This week at all nine Dixie Line lumber and home centers, the shelves and aisles are stocked with fall savings.
3: Now is a great time to fertilize with Scotch Turf Builder Lawn Food for thicker grass with fewer weeds. Just $14. Bucks. That's a $5
2: savings.
0: Energizer, alkaline, AA, and AAA batteries in 16 packs are only $11. And the Quick Set Tylo single cylinder entry lock and deadbolt combo set in polished brass finish is on sale for just $16. Plus, all in stock mow and garbage disposals. Back accessories, and safety products are 15% off too.
2: Rust-Oleum Leak Seal Flexible Rubber Coating Spray helps prevent moisture penetration, rust and corrosion,
3: and works great for gutters, roofs, ductwork, PVC, and more. It's one of those gotta-haves for fall repairs. Just 11 bucks. Plus, buy two and save even more with mail-in rebate. See store for details.
0: Dixie Line Lumber and Home Centers.
4: Helping San Diego for over 100 years.
2: Fix it, it build it, it, and enjoy
4: it. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks drifted through much of the day and closed that way. China trade worries were offset by the so far solid start to earnings season. And Wall Street analysts expecting earnings to be the worst in three years certainly priced it in. 43 of the S&P 500 so far have reported and led by the big banks, 86% beat expectations. More important, very positive guidance. Now, not the collapse. Chicken little pundits have predicted all year. The 31-day GM strike is over, but September retail sales fell three-tenths. The GM strike took a toll. Ex-GM, they were flat. So now the union can feel relevant once again. That's what it was really all about. Johnson & Johnson, the $110 million talcum powder suit, thrown out of court. Netflix after the bell, up 8%. Mixed results, membership up 21%. Bill Holland with the answer, On Wall Street.
3: AM 1170, The Answer. AK, dynamite
5: and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Whoa, 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 what was that? Did somebody say her in that spot? Does he not know that today is pronouns day? Oh my. Yeah, did I declare that he could use that word her? How, is, this is how ridiculous we are. Wouldn't it have been fun last night if the Democrats really, really believed in this nonsense that they all came out and, and chose to different pronouns for themselves and then to watch the panel try to keep up with it every time they asked a question? Wouldn't that have been fun?
3: That would have been awesome. I want to be addressed as Budamac.
0: <laughs> all right, we got to talk about Beto um, because, you know, this, the, the push for gun confiscation is real. The struggle to get our guns is real. And let me tell you, God bless Beto, because at least he's being honest about it. And he talked about it last night, and he was flat out talked about it this morning. Listen to this exchange.
9: To be clear, I'm not talking about confiscating anybody's guns, but I do think.
0: Okay, first of all, he starts by saying, I'm not talking about confiscating guns, but let me go on and tell you how I'm talking about confiscating guns.
3: What I talked about is how you get things
9: done. To be clear, I'm not talking about confiscating anybody's guns, but I do think that for those weapons of war, AR-15s, AK-47s, these were designed and sold to the militaries of the world to kill people on a battlefield, and there are more than 16 million of them in America. And we've seen the devastating effect that they can have in Dayton, Ohio.
0: Wait a second, there's 16 million? There's 16 million we've had, we've had them used, what, a couple of times? It doesn't seem like that's from a percentage standpoint, like it's that big of a deal. But go on.
9: Or El Paso, Texas, or Odessa, not too far from from where I live. Those must be bought back, uh, or else they each of them are an instrument potentially of terror. In the-
0: To buy back implies that you paid for them in the first place. Buy them back with what? Taxpayer money? So you're going to use taxpayer money to go around and buy weapons that a taxpayer's already paid for? You're going to use my money to go grab somebody's gun?
9: country. And and it is literally terrorizing and terrifying people throughout America. More than 80, 80% 80 of Hispanics in Texas fear that they will be a victim of a mass shooting attack. Like
0: So white people aren't fearing that they're going to be shot? So we're going to do this because of Hispanic feelings? Did you poll white people?
9: The one that we saw in El Paso, Texas. But Joe, that's just part of a larger plan to reduce gun violence with universal background checks, red flag laws to stop someone who has a firearm that may harm themselves or someone else, and then ending the sale of these weapons of war uh, to our fellow Americans. I think combined doing all that, we will significantly reduce gun violence in America and save thousands of lives.
0: Okay, so he starts by saying, I'm not going to confiscate guns, and then he goes on to talk about how he's not going to confiscate guns, but he's got a variety of different ways in which he's going to deny everybody their Second Amendment rights.
9: Every year. So, uh, Congressman, so let me ask you, let's say I have an AR-15, I bought it legally five years ago, I'm a law-abiding citizen, you want to buy it back as President of the United States, I say no, Uh, you give me other incentives, I say no, I bought this legally, I'm keeping this, I live on a ranch, I need it for protection, what would you do then? First of all, I I wouldn't concede the the point on following the law, I, I would... You know, don't know you well, Joe, but I would—I know you well enough to expect you to, to follow the law, even if it's a law that you disagree with. I think it's one of the so, things that so distinguishes but, us so, so, as so a country. We're, we're a country is, of laws. Okay, but let, let's just assume that there's a rancher in Texas that doesn't, that says, I'm not going to do this because this is an unjust law and it's unconstitutional. What's the next step? I think that's what we need to concede because there will be people that don't turn their guns back in what's the next step for the, the federal government there? Yeah, I, I think just as in any law that is not followed uh, or flagrant, flagrantly abused, there, there have to be consequences uh, or, or else there is no respect for, for the law. So, you know, in that case, uh, I think there would be a, a visit by law enforcement to recover that firearm and to
0: Did you hear that? There's going to be a visit from law enforcement to recover that firearm if you don't comply. There it is. Let that sink in, America, that this is the Democrats' plan to show up at your door and take your weapon that you legally purchased. Talk about fear. That should strike fear in the heart of every American. Because as we well know, it ain't going to be, and we talked last night about how they want to abolish prisons. They're putting all the bad guys out on the street. And it's only going to be the law-abiding they're going to have to cough up their guns? That's insane, America. But that's your choice going into the 2020 election. Because Beto ain't the only one who wants that. We're going to be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Stay tuned. We've got an angel mom who's going to be here, Marianne Mendoza. You don't want to miss it. What the, huh?
6: Corn pop was a bad dude. Come